Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome. It's time for your Daily Strength to Shine. For those following along with the Faith vs. Weight Program Daily Strength to Shine Action Guide, this corresponds with Week 7, Day 4, opening with our Bible verse of the day, coming from Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Not only are most adults walking around confused about what to eat, they're also frustrated and confused as to what to feed their children. Parents are at a loss as to what to feed their overweight kids. As we go through this day, ask the Holy Spirit to help you choose what works best for your family. Not everything works for everybody, but if you ask in faith, the answers will come. Let me make it clear again that I have zero official credentials when it comes to working with children other than having worked with children by default as a certified personal trainer at the YMCA and by learning what worked for my own family. Nor do I serve perfect meals every single time to my own children. However, I have taught them how to make choices instead of just eating everything in sight, which is hard to do in a world of constant temptations. I pray that at least some of these suggestions will lead to a breakthrough for you and your family. Today, we will discuss elementary school-age children. Tomorrow will be the middle and teenage years. The same plan I recommend for adults, I recommend for children with the following changes. Children can have a starchy carb at each meal. Remember, the recommendations for starchy carbs are on the lunch dinner chart in the book, Faith versus Weight, Magnifying the Glory of God. These are whole food options. Starchy carbohydrate intake is based on activity and growth. So children need more carbohydrates. If they are active, they can also have one starchy carb with their afternoon snack. Teenagers who are not overweight and very physically active will need more. How much? My uniquely, finely tuned, calibrated, complex formula is this. Is your child growing up or out? Out means it's time to cut down on the carbs, including sugar. Meals. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22.6. In order to teach school-age children what their portions and proportions should look like, you can draw a plate and cut it in thirds. The first third is protein, which can include dairy. The second is a vegetable or fruit, and the third is a starchy carb. Then choose foods for each of the thirds for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snack. Also, choose a healthy fat. Tell them they can add a small amount of a plant-based fat as a topping or an add-on. It is easier to tell them to add it at the end, showing them what 100 calories of fat looks like. Fat comes in different sizes. In terms of volume, 100 calories of olive oil looks very different from 100 calories of guacamole. Plant-based fats are one tablespoon of olive oil, two tablespoons of nuts, one tablespoon of nut butter, or one-fourth cup guacamole or hummus. I recommend smaller amounts for children under 10. An exception to the one tablespoon of fat rule applies when eating peanut butter or nut butter sandwiches. In this case, two tablespoons of nut butter, even though one is recommended on this plan for adults, is recommended for children if that is their only protein at that meal or snack. Two tablespoons of nut butter has enough protein to count as a protein for kids. A great addition is one half of a sliced banana, 
but a light smear of low sugar jelly, approximately seven grams per serving is just fine. Carrots, celery, and cherry tomatoes on the side round out the meal. For additional protein, add one light string cheese as an option. In order to keep carbohydrates to one serving, go for thin sliced breads. In the book, I list specific bread options, including thin sliced bread in week seven. For breakfast, after hydrating with water, children of all ages and stages need breakfast. The hardest thing most parents struggle with is what to serve as a protein. One option is to try the five-minute smoothies from the appendix in the breakfast snack chart, which seem to be a hit with both children and adults. Hard-boiled eggs are also easy, but not all children like them. Mine are picky when it comes to how their eggs are prepared. I finally realized they loved French toast, so I beat one egg per slice of one of the whole grain breads listed in the book, adding a touch of vanilla extract. After thoroughly soaking the bread in the egg, I cooked it on medium-high heat for five minutes in a small pat of grass-fed butter. I served this with cinnamon and berries. If they want syrup, drizzle one teaspoon. People seem to pour gallons of syrup. Show them how to eat it without overdoing it. This French toast recipe is a great way to get your kids to eat whole grains and eggs. Although I would try to minimize processed foods as much as possible, nitrate-free turkey sausage is also an option. If your kids are not hungry for breakfast, make sure they're not eating late at night. If they are still not hungry, keep trying. Mine are not hungry for scrambled eggs and oatmeal, but love the French toast I just described. They seem to always have room for the smoothies described in the appendix of the book, Faith versus weight, magnifying the glory of God, if nothing else works. Snacks. The purpose of snacks for both children and adults is to keep fueled until the next meal. Test to see which snacks work best for your kids. The amount depends a lot on their rate of growth and activity level. Neither adults nor children want to approach dinner starving because it will result in overeating. The biggest, number one problem, whether children are over or underweight, is grazing. The more substantial the snack, the less chance they will graze. This may mean adding 100 calories, two tablespoons of nuts, to a string cheese and an apple. For a heartier appetite, you might try a half of a nut butter sandwich using any no sugar added nut butter along with the breads listed in week seven of the book, maybe a half sliced apple with cinnamon and a string cheese. Dairy. Keep dairy to three servings a day. If they drink milk as one of their dairy servings, I recommend it at their evening meal since there is no reason to raise blood sugar early in the day as discussed in previous podcasts. Grass-fed omega-3 dairy is your best option. Grass-fed yogurt is a good choice if it is plain without added sugar. You can then add berries and some nuts. A great way to naturally sweeten yogurt for your kids and adults is to defrost frozen berries or warm them up in a microwave before putting them in plain yogurt. The juice from the defrosted berries acts like a sweetener. You can also add frozen berries to yogurt before they go to school and they will be defrosted by snack time. Smoothies, as described in the breakfast snack chart of the book, Faith versus Weight, Magnifying the Glory of God, also work as a great afternoon snack as well. Dairy for breakfast in the form of yogurt or an omelet with cheese makes sense. Snack times, as described in the breakfast snack chart, are also an easy time to add another serving of dairy in the form of yogurt and or cheese. Dinner or after dinner are great times to add that glass of milk. As with diet in general, make sure you are following your pediatrician's guidelines on dairy along with all other foods. These are ideas that I am suggesting. They are meant to complement your physician's advice, not replace it. Dessert. Dessert is served after dinner. That is why it is called dessert. If a reasonable amount is chosen, kids can have what they want. I tell my children they can have whatever they want as long as they eat a reasonable portion size. 
Let them pick their favorite. Have them decide on the amount before they begin eating so they will learn what a reasonable portion looks like. Have them put it on a separate plate. Expecting children to stop eating a dessert that is not pre-portioned on a separate plate is as unrealistic as expecting adults to do it. Teach kids to have dessert after a balanced dinner instead of at random times during the day, as it makes a big difference in controlling sugar cravings. This is why we have an obesity epidemic in the first place, because we are eating sugar all day. Occasionally, when we are out to lunch, my kids want ice cream when it is available. The key is to have them eat it after their meal. Sugar before meal is never a good idea. I always ask them if they would rather have their dessert now or after dinner. If they decide they really want it after lunch, they are not offered any after dinner. My goal is to teach them that one serving of sugar per day is more than enough. Controlling kids' sugar cravings also means weaning them off soda and juices. Replace these with unsweetened tea or water. Ginger peach and pomegranate flavored teas are appealing. There are many unsweetened options in the tea section restaurants once children get the hang of this at home have them draw a plate and cut it in thirds and now talk with them about making choices at their favorite restaurants tell them that the amount of food at restaurants is going to slow them down and that they need to decide on their own amounts teach them to ask for a separate plate to create their own thirds from the bigger entree with some healthy fat added if they're at a burger joint they can get a single cheeseburger with the whole grain bun if available or small fries, but not both. They can add lettuce, onions, pickles, tomatoes, etc. If they select small fries, tell them to skip the bun since fries already have enough carbs. They also do not need to add an additional fat since the fries are cooked in fat. Watch the portion sizes on fries. A small fry today is the equivalent of what a large used to be only a few years ago. I always dump my kids extra fries. Birthday parties. There are certainly times to be more lenient, but that doesn't mean overdoing it. When my children were younger and went to lots of birthday parties, I emphasized one less slice of pizza if they were also going to have cake. However, I did not do this at the party since this would have backfired. We discussed before the party. It is not worth losing the war over one battle. I would ask them if they wanted cake at the party. And they would, of course, say yes. Then I would ask them how much pizza they thought they should have if they were also having cake. They usually would downsize the amount on their own. The point here is to get them to think because whether it is a child or adult, when someone feels that they have control over the decision, there will be greater compliance. The icing on the cake. For young children's birthday parties and celebrations, most people no longer have the time or expertise to bake a superhero cake. Why bother when you can buy a gorgeous cake with your kid's favorite character on it? The problem is the frosting. Most of these still contain unhealthy fats along with corn syrup and loads of sugar. I'm not suggesting that your child never eat birthday cake again, but what I am suggesting is for your house to limit the cake and cupcakes with frosting. Keep frosting to special occasions. A cupcake is not a health food just because it came from a health food store. Frosting is still loaded with sugar and most of the time unhealthy fat. It used to be a special occasion when someone in the family baked a homemade cake made with real ingredients. Now we eat vastly unhealthier versions all day, every day, and don't even need an occasion for it. A fun way for young children to pace themselves is to have a contest to see who can make a dessert last the longest. Today's reflection, teach your kids to think before they eat. Today's action, ask in faith for the answers that will help your family, then pay attention. Number two, teach your children what a balanced plate looks like. Number three, add a healthy snack in order to ditch grazing so that they are ready to eat a healthy dinner when the time comes. Number four, keep sugar for dessert. Have them play the game to see who can make their dessert last the longest. 
Thank you for listening to Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Consult your physician before starting any weight loss or exercise program 